This show is brought to you in part by Temple Sporting Goods, powered by AdCraft. For more information on creating great gear for your team, contact them at 563-243-1304 or at templesports.com. Hey, NAIA football fans, this is Corey Thorpe here with John Cooper for another quarantined edition of the NAIA football podcast. Tonight we have for you Joe Woodley of Grandview. Coach, how are you doing this evening? I'm, I'm doing just fine. I appreciate you guys having me on, and I think it's great that you're doing this. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, just to keep us kind of all entertained during this uh, very uh, a unique time that we're in, and uh, I appreciate you having me on. I love what you guys do, and uh, bring it, bringing attention to NAI football because, uh, you know, I, I've talked to you guys before. It's such a good level of football, and I uh, appreciate there's somebody out there that uh, has really taken notice of that. Coach, let's start off real quick. Um, you come into a unique situation. You come from, you know, a, I, I guess you would just say a great bloodline with your father being the head coach there, and uh, you have Division One playing experience. You have great coaching experience. Um, you know, when this transition happened of you taking over head coach, um, you know, it really surprised, I guess, everyone this year uh, that there was no step missed, no beat skipped, that you advanced the program just this year alone. Did you even surprise yourself, or did you know this would happen in 2019? Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, to be perfectly honest, yes, uh, I think I did surprise myself a little bit. Uh, we, we just had such a, such a great group of kids and, you know, obviously our coaching staff, and, uh, you know, we were, we, we've been able to, there's been a lot of continuity here. You know, it's not like I got rid of anybody when, when my dad moved on and, you know, we, you know, I, I kept a lot of most of pretty much everybody, um, uh, you know, that he had on staff and, um, you know, it was just, we were just kind of, uh, we got hot, you know, uh, we really did. We won a couple of close games uh, midway through the year, and then our guys just started to believe. And, um, you know, we got a couple, uh, or actually we got one transfer kind of late in the process, uh, wide receiver that was a difference maker for us. He was an All-American, and, uh, you know, that, that really made a difference for us on offense because we were breaking in. Uh, five brand new offensive linemen. We didn't return one offensive lineman starter this year, and uh, so I, so as a first year head coach, I was really nervous about that. You know, we didn't we didn't return any starters on the offensive line, and um, that's usually what makes your team um, you know uh, a better team uh, if you have some experience there. But um, you know, I, I just said, hey, we we are what we are right now. I got the job in June, and I said, let's go out and try and find. Uh, some difference makers at the skill positions to kind of cover up uh, our, our not necessarily deficiencies, but you know maybe just just our inexperience uh, on the offensive line, and uh, you know maybe maybe drag a safety out of there to to not get him involved in the run game and let us be able to run the football a little bit more uh, because of how good he is, and that was Anthony Turner for us this year, and uh, and it really worked out. Uh, it really did. He was he was outstanding, and um, you know. You know, and then it wasn't just him. You know, we, we had a transfer from Northern Iowa, an FCS school, who's always been really good uh, quarterback that I made the decision uh, after the third game of the year uh, to name him our starter. And uh, that was hard to do because we had a kid, um, you know, that had been in our program, won, won eight games the year before. Uh, 
as a starting quarterback, and um, you know Johnny Sullivan's a kid that uh, beat Ben Furkin out. Ben was the kid that was returning, and, and Johnny just kind of took us. Um, I don't want to say to another level, but because but I thought Ben played really well, um, you know for. Uh, for for what we needed him to do, and then of course we needed we needed Ben because Johnny got hurt in the first round of the playoffs, and, and Ben had to come in uh, in the second round game. He helped, you know. Ben was a starter against College Idaho. He won that game, uh, and then he had a hell of a game against Morningside, and we were we were right on the doorstep of uh, beating them at their place. Uh, you know, we were we were just a turnover away. Uh, at the end of that game, uh, of pulling off an upset, getting to the national title game, and um, you know, uh, I feel like we're 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 in a good place right now with our program. We got a lot of those kids back uh, from last year, uh, experience that success. They expect to win. You know, we had an undefeated regular season, won our first two round, uh, first round, second round game. Uh, now we played Morningside, who's been you know kind of a juggernaut here the past few years, and um, you know, we gave them all they wanted. Held them to their lowest point total, and I don't know how many years. And um, you know, and our our offense, uh, you know, and they've been good on defense as well. We didn't put up the points we needed to, uh, but but I thought we moved the ball effectively. We gave ourselves a chance to win in that game, and uh, and, I, and I feel like our guys can taste it. You know, we want to get back to that point and uh, give ourselves a chance to get back to that national title game that we were in in 2013 and won. And, uh, and hopefully that becomes the expectation here at Grandview. Yeah, I mean, up to that point, that was the pretty much the best game anybody had given Morningside up to that point. Um, at what point of the season um, did you did you kind of have the thought, huh? We could have something special here. Yeah, yeah. Well, in all honesty, it was after that first round game. I thought Concordia uh, out of Ann Arbor, I thought they were really, really good. I thought we got a tough draw in that first round because uh, I think we I think we were the four seed and they must have been the 12 or 13 or however that plays out. Uh, I never understand how they do those pairings in the playoffs. It's kind of goofy in my opinion. But um, you know, I thought we got the short end of the stick there because uh, their only two losses at that time were to Marion and St. Francis, who were, you know, arguably the best programs in NAI uh, history. Um, you know, and, and they lost to them in very close ball games. And uh, my, oh boy, we got it. But at least we were at home. Uh, but when we beat them, we found a way to beat them. You know, I just said, man, there's something about this crew, uh, you know, that I, that I think is really special. And, you know, and then we... You know, our, our starting quarterback got hurt in that game, and our backup came in, and we still found a way to win that second game. Uh, so we were walking into that Morningside game feeling like, hey, you know what? Uh, and we had a number of guys out. Our inside slot receiver was gone. Our, our uh, second-team All-American corner was out. Um, you know, we were still uh, every bit in that ball game and had a chance to win. And, um, you know, so so I would probably say to answer your question, guys, it was, it was right after that first-round playoff game. Um, you know, I, I felt pretty good uh, going through our conference, and, and we got a damn good conference. And um, but 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 we, uh, you know, I thought we played well throughout it. And uh, you know, it, it's still all about um, you know, and with kind of my philosophy and things, it's still trying to run the football, control the clock, uh, don't turn it over, and uh, give yourself a chance to win in the fourth quarter. And we did that in about every game this year. 
Um, or, uh, excuse me, Evangel would probably be the only exception. That was our fifth game of the year. Uh, Evangel's a really good program, very well coached. Uh, we turned it over four or five times that day uh, and still found a way to win it at the end of the game. Um, so maybe that was kind of the defining uh, moment. Uh, then we went down to Benedictine, who was in the national title game the year before. Uh, we beat them 27-6 to at their place uh, the following weekend. Uh, so maybe uh, after that game, it was just like, okay, we we got a pretty pretty darn good football team here, and um, you know I think we have a shot, to, you know, to maybe make some noise here uh, once we get into the playoffs. And um, you know, and we wanted we wanted that Morningside game, we got it, and uh, you know they were the better team that day. But uh, and of course they're here in the state of Iowa, just like us. But um, you know we're, we're we're certainly knocking on the door of uh, of big things here. Uh, I grant you, and uh, and I'm awfully proud to be a part of it. Coach, you know, what, what's funny is uh, me and Corey were hoping the front office would do the right thing, and you don't have to comment on this. I know we don't want to put anybody in a bad situation, but we were hoping that they would keep you and Morningside separate until the championship game to get that all-Iowa championship in Louisiana. That would have been just an amazing just atmosphere, I think. Um, you know, no disrespect to anyone else. Uh, but the next thing, and plus the game you guys have is crazy. Uh, the next thing is that Evangel game you talked about. I think that was one of our, uh, you know, nominees for the regular season game of the year. That was absolutely insane game. And then the third thing, I want to talk about your front seven, Coach. Your front seven is absolutely just suffocating. Your conference allows us to easily watch your games, so we're, we're we're able to just hone in on that front seven. Out of the 14 games you guys played, only five opponents scored more than 10 points. And, you know, can you just talk about your front seven and maybe just the, the physical philosophy your defense plays with? Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, awful lot was said there, um, but, but, yeah, you know, our, our, our defense, um, you know, when my dad was here, that was always a focal point of what he wanted to, to be here at Grandview. We wanted to play great defense. Uh, it's never been, you know, obviously offense, you know, is the sexy thing and uh, people want to see all that type of stuff. But in order to win football games, you got to play great defense. And, um, you know, I, I think we've done that. Um know year after year and uh, we, we actually switched um, the, the, this year was the first time uh, we kind of switched to a three four scheme but it was kind of bastardized and um, you know and I've I've heard some you know just kind of some rumblings with uh, you know Morningside they had a hard time with with blocking what we were doing in their run game and um, you know we're, we're just trying to create some some different situations or different looks for guys and but, but, but the biggest goal of our defense is just to try and get things to bounce, uh, bounce to the, you know, the C and D gaps. And uh, I, I think we did a really good job of that. We got three, three to, well, we got three really good starters. And, and it, but what it allows us to do, uh, it, it allowed us to create more depth uh, by just by going three down. We played a zero technique, uh, two four eyes, uh, you know, so we're, we're, we're trying to take away the, the A gaps. Uh, with the nose and a mic, uh, and then the B gaps with uh, with our D tackles, and then you know just be able to push things to the outside. And I thought we did a did a good job of that. And you know we were able to mix in some pressures and movements and things like that to uh, 
you know, to, to give us a better chance, um, you know, in the run game, pass game, you know, whether we were rushing three, four or five, uh, every once in a while, I'll let them bring six. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of bringing six. It's a little scary. Um, but, but, you know, at the same time, we're still playing fundamentally sound and, um, you know, we've always played good defense here. You got to adapt to what you have. And, and I think that's what we've always done here. And, uh, you know, I think that's what we did this past year. And, and it really helps uh, when you've got we, – we had two outstanding corners, uh, Brennan Flowers and, and Dallas Flowers, and they're actually both back uh, next year. Uh, when you have those kind of guys that can, that can essentially eliminate uh, the outside receivers because they were so good, um, you know, it really makes defense a lot easier to play. And, you know, because we play a too high look and – um, you know, and the thing I will say about that, I thought Morningside did a good job of really isolating our safeties. Uh, not that they are a weak spot of our defense, but but it's just kind of a weak spot of our scheme. And and, and I think that they uh, they did a really nice job of uh, of manipulating us a little bit. Uh, but at the same time, we still held them to 21 points. And um, you know, when they're averaging over you know 60 or 50 or whatever they were, uh, but 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 how you do that is how you play on offense. And, uh, controlling the clock, controlling the line of scrimmage, uh, which I think we did in that ball game. But, uh, you know, we, we've always taken great pride in defense here at Grandview, and uh, we, we put a lot of stock into recruiting up front, uh, uh, big physical uh, defensive linemen that can move. They play with their hands, get off blocks, make tackles, uh, play with great effort. And, uh, you know, I think we've um, consistently done a good job of recruiting those types of kids. And, you know, and they may not look like, um, you know, world beaters, you know, because, shoot, this year our, our nose was 5'11", our, uh, one of our four eyes was 5'10", um, and maybe the other one was maybe 6'1", 6'2", a uh, little undersized in the weight category, but uh, they were extremely – physical, played with great effort, played with their hands. And, um, you know, we, we were able to have a lot of success with those guys. And uh, we had great linebackers. Uh, and like I said, our, when you have great corners, um, you know, you really have a shot to be successful. And I think that's what, what made us uh, very successful this year. Yeah, those two those two corners. Um, I was looking at the stats today, so hopefully I wrote down my numbers right because it's, it's incredible. They combined for 11 interceptions. Um, that'll do. Um, yeah. You talked about your your linebackers. Uh, you had three that got all conference uh, nods in uh, Pat Canby, um, who himself had three picks, uh, along with a couple of, of guys who were departing. Um, ben Slavens, who had 131 tackles and 11 and a half for loss, um, and another pick. And Austin Quickie, who had 93 tackles and 30 of those for a loss to go along with 11 and, or 15 and a half sacks. Um, talk about those guys setting the tone for what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, uh, great point. You know, Ben Slavens, he was actually a first team All American as a junior. Uh, he missed two or three games this year uh, due to injury. Uh, I still thought he should have been an All American, at least first or second team. Um, you know, but, but you guys know how all that stuff works. Uh, it's a little political. It's a little, um, you know, stat-driven, you know, those types of things. But, uh, you know, Ben was outstanding as a junior. Uh, he still was this year. 
Um, and then Austin Quickie uh, just kind of came out of nowhere. I shouldn't say out of nowhere because he had a really good spring ball. He just didn't play much as a junior. He was in my dad. <laughs> he was in my dad's doghouse a little bit because he got some penalties on kickoff, kickoff return, and he, he you know, he, he just plays. Um, you know, with relentless effort, and sometimes that went past the whistle, unfortunately, and it still did again this year. Um, but but he, um, he he was certainly a difference maker for for us this year because he was he was our first team All American, and uh, on the AFCA ballots you can only have one, and Austin made it. Uh, he he just played out of his mind this year, and I was really proud of him. And, um, you know, he had an outstanding season, and then Dallas and Brendan. Uh, you know, Dallas, uh, he didn't play uh, in any of our playoff games. Uh, he, he tried uh, because he's an, he's the ultimate competitor. He's a tough guy. Uh, in our last game of the year, uh, you know, and we, and we did it a couple other times during the season because he's really gifted and talented, and uh, we wanted to put him on offense. And, you know, every time we put him in and he got the ball, he scored a touchdown or it was a 20- or 25-yard play, and, and that's what, that was the case uh, in our last game of the year, we threw him kind of, we, we ran kind of a double post play action play uh, with him and Anthony, the guy I was talking about earlier. And, and Dallas went up and caught it and scored about a, I don't know, I think it was a 60 yard touchdown or so. Uh, and then when he got, you know, inside the five yard line, he pulled up short because he, uh, he kind of tweaked his hamstring and he was just never the same. So, so we played with a true freshman corner uh, in the first round, second round, and third round of the playoffs. And, uh, and that really affected us. And, and, and I had all the faith in our, our kid that's a true freshman, but, but Dallas uh, Flowers, is he, he, he's a rare talent. I mean, he had uh, the, the Vikings, the Bears, the Cowboys, uh, all these teams have been in uh, checking him out here uh, through the offseason. I mean, he's a 6'2", 190-pound corner that has a 41-inch vertical, uh, probably runs, uh, you know, 4'5". Uh, can tackle, you know, all those. He's very confident. Um, so, you know, we, we didn't have him uh, in the playoffs. So uh, hopefully we can keep him healthy this year. And, and that tells you. And he was such a big part of our uh, special teams and our kick return game, our punt return game. He was our punt returner, kick returner. Um, you know, he he's a guy that can change the game in a hurry. And uh, we just didn't have that uh, tool in the toolbox in the playoffs. So, uh, hopefully we can keep him healthy, and uh, if we have him uh, in those types of situations this year, um, you know I think it's going to make us uh, pretty tough to deal with. You were a uh, a linebacker uh, your your last year at at Iowa State. Um, so uh, so tell me what what separates a good a good backer from a great or transcendent uh, linebacker? What do you, what are you looking for? Oh man, that's a pretty tough question. I, you know, I I always when, I, when I'm evaluating linebackers, the first thing I always look at is what the very well in high school. Are they uh, do they got a bend in their ankle, knee, and hip? Or are they taking false steps? Or are they taking steps downhill? Um, you know, are, are they are they finishing uh, through guys on tackles? Um, you know, those are those are probably the the, the biggest things I look at. Um, you know, I look at the kids that, that I've recruited or we've recruited here at Grandview that have been very successful. Uh, all have been sub six foot guys, uh, maybe uh, playing with a chip on their shoulder. And of course, I did. I was I was a five eleven guy playing Division one football. I got the the break of a lifetime 
uh, with a scholarship offer when I was five eleven to play in the Big Twelve, and um, you know, it, you know, you just you, you need to have those, um, you know, all those things where you, where you play with your ankle, ankle, knee, hip bent. Uh, you got to have uh, exceptional instincts, and uh, those are the types of guys we've tried to uh, to bring here to Grandview, and um, you know, I think we've done a pretty good job of that. We've had. Uh, several All-Americans, a linebacker, um, you know, that have been classified in that that type of deal or that that you know height and weight uh, category. Uh, we've we've had some bigger guys that have made it too as well. But um, but but that's probably the you know the biggest thing I look at is you know are they getting in a good stance? Uh, are they getting downhill on their first step? Are they finishing through on tackles? Uh, and do they have great instincts? Can they change directions? I don't really care about straight line speed. Uh, uh, with backers because you're, you're playing in a box in there and you know times have changed a little bit but but with what we do uh, we, we try to have our you know our backer basically play from C gap to C gap and um, you know uh, with what we're trying to evaluate um, you know I, I think we've we've had enough uh, a bunch of good players that can do that so uh, to answer your question or hopefully I answered your question there yeah uh, that, that's just kind of what we're um, go ahead, hey, John. Coach, uh, yeah, Coach, I want to talk about maybe your conference a little bit. You know, we talked about just how tough of a conference it is. You had Benedictine go to the uh, you know national championship game in 2018. You guys are a couple points away from getting it in 2019. Uh, you know, what what do you think is the big game yearly that you guys circle on the schedule? Maybe your kids. Is it like a Vanjul, a Baker, a William? I know you guys have a trophy, um, a bit of Dixie. I know you don't play every team every year, but uh, what, what's the one team that you guys, your kids have circled on the schedule? Yeah, oh, man, that's a great question. It's hard to circle just one because it is uh, week in, week out. It, it, it's a tough league because we, you know, we, we had experience in the mid-states, which, you know, is arguably probably the best conference in the NAIA. And, and I think I've heard you guys talk about it before. And it's, it's really, it's so good at the top in that, in that league. Cause, and, you know, and, and really the, the year we won the national title, uh, we were in the mid-states and, and we went through all those teams, Marion, St. Francis, St. X. Uh, St. Ambrose, William Penn, you know, we beat all those teams. And, uh, you know, we felt like we were battle-tested for the playoffs when we did that. But uh, in the the heart, it's just, uh, you know, I think the tougher thing, one of the tougher things about the heart is there's 12 teams. uh, You play 11 football games, uh, whereas all these other conferences, I shoot, I think, uh, and I'm not trying to talk down on anybody in any league, um, but I think St. Francis has only played nine games the past few years. I think Marion's only played nine games the past couple of years. And I know they would rather play more games, but, um, you know, but, but that takes a toll. You know, when, you, when you're playing 11 football games, you got injuries, you've got, um, you know, it's just, it just takes, there's, there's a lot of stress there. And, uh, you know, where, whereas they, uh, that league doesn't have as much. And I know you guys are, are mid south guys, and that's a hell of a league too. I mean, it's uh, it's week in, week out. And uh, but but in all honesty, to answer your question, guys, um, you know when, when we first got into this league, Baker was the team to beat. 
because we thought we were really good. Uh, we, we, we had just come off our uh, national title, and, and Baker upset us in our, uh, I think it was the second game of the season. And I'm like, and we were like, holy smokes, this league is the real deal. And that, But that's when Baker kind of had, uh, I shouldn't say kind of, I mean, they went on a hell of a run for a few years there. They went to the national title game. And they've won a bunch of playoff games. Uh, kind of took us by surprise. So that was kind of the team we uh, targeted. You know, I think they had beat us in, uh, I want to say, 15, 16. I think 15 was the first year we were in this league. So 15, 16, and maybe 17. Um, you know, but we beat them in 18 and 19. So, um, you know, that, that's probably the, the first, uh, first team we tried to, um, you know, we wanted to kind of even that score. Um, Evangel uh, has built their program up. Uh, they, they, they brought it back uh, to what they've been, uh, I know, at some point in their history. Uh, really good program, really well coached, and obviously Benedictine, uh, Larry Wilcox, big physical um, you know, team, um, great program. They've won a, a zillion games. You know, they're, um, you know they, they've always been a tough team for us to, to compete with. William Penn is a rival, like you said. Uh, you know, it, it really doesn't end. It, it's week in, week out. you got to be ready. And, um, you know, and, and obviously we've, um, you know, we, we've had fairly good success against most of them. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think Baker, to answer your question, uh, was probably the team that, uh, you know, we, we kind of wanted to, uh, you know, measure ourselves against with what they do. We, we built our defense around uh, trying to defend them, and now they brought a new coordinator in. Uh, it's kind of changed some things, but, uh, but but that's kind of, you know, like I said, I, I want to answer your question. I want to be as honest as possible uh, because they were the team to beat, you know, our first few years in this league, and, um, you know, uh, everybody's become really good. Uh, you know, you got Culver Stockton that's kind of, you know, lurking in there. Um, you know, there, there, there's just a lot of good uh, programs uh, in this conference because it's a good part of the country uh, to recruit NAIA uh, type of players. Uh, you've got a lot of kind of, uh, you know, smaller market, big cities, Kansas City, Omaha, Des Moines, um, St. Louis. You know, they're all kind of right here uh, with a lot of opportunities for, for, for NAIA type football players and uh, it sure makes it awfully competitive uh, week in and week out. Coach, you know, I, I absolutely love that you said that. It does absolutely make it competitive week in, week out. Um, you know, this is the last question for me, and I, I love asking coaches this yearly. I asked you this last year. And I know Grandview has taken some FCS games before uh, from some Pioneer teams. Uh, do you guys plan on in the future, if the conference schedule allows? I know it's been – jam-packed you mentioned that you guys play the full slate um do yeah. you think grandview will add maybe an extra game maybe before the the you know the conference schedule starts the season schedule start if if you could or would you want to t- maybe take they call it a money game that's what most coaches call the money game uh would, would you guys be interested in that uh i i absolutely would be um you know and there's um you know we had discussions at our um, conference meetings in uh, Nashville uh, this past January about uh, you know maybe de- uh, removing one game from our schedule uh, to make us a ten game schedule and at least give you the the opportunity to schedule one of those either money type games or 
uh, in our case, maybe to schedule uh, a Drake University who is uh, right here in our city. And I, and I don't even know what they paid us to come over and play them, but um, it's just a good game. Uh, we get a hell of a crowd against Drake. And, uh, you know, we were fortunate the last two times uh, we played them, we beat them. Yeah, and that certainly gave good bragging rights uh, within the city that uh, that Grandview's a hell of a football program and uh, kids around here in the city, um, you know, if they, if they were thinking about Drake, well, you know, Grandview, uh, you know, beat them, you know, uh, maybe maybe we ought to think twice about them. But, um, you know, it, it's tough. Uh, you know, you got to be careful with all that. Uh, I, I've talked to some coaches that have went and played, quote, unquote, real money games against scholarship programs. Uh, whether it be South Dakota, um, you know, Indiana State, whoever, Illinois State, and, and it, it, it is, it's a different level. Those guys get full rides and they get, uh, I want to say it's 62 of them, uh, whereas we get 24, and you guys know damn well it's not 24 full rides. It's split up and, um, you know, so it, 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 it is a different level. Uh, but, um, you know, they're, you also know how our budgets are and those types of things help. Uh, um, every once in a while, and and I just like the opportunity to have that. Uh, right now, we, we we do not, you know, like I said, we we go straight through. We play eleven ball games, and uh, it is what it is. But uh, it sure be nice to just have that option to do it. And, uh, like I told a lot of these coaches here, uh, you look at a lot. You look at any national champion, probably for the past, I'll just throw a number out there: ten years. None of them played eleven regular season games. Uh, it's either ten or nine. You know, if you went back and looked at it, uh, the year we won the national title, we played 10. And our bye week was our, uh, you know, was week 11. We got to sit back and uh, got healthy. And, you know, those, those are the types of things that I think really help. Um, you know, when you're trying to win a national title, you can't be playing uh, 11, 11 games. It's tough. Uh, it really is. And uh, you got to stay healthy. You know, and that's what really, uh, at the end of the day, I feel like that affected us this year. We didn't have our starting quarterback uh, or our starting corner, uh, two of the more important positions, uh, you know, you can have in college football and, um, you know, and slot receiver and, you know, uh, a couple other places. So, um, you know, you've got to stay healthy. And, um, you know, and I think that's a, you know, very, very paramount because um, that's my goal. You know, our goal is to, to be in the, uh, discussion to, to win that national title every year because we've been there. And, uh, I know a lot of schools out there talk about it, but they've never done it. And, uh, you know, we've been there, so we know how, uh, how to get it done. And, um, you know, we, we want to get back to that point and get our program uh, where, 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 where we are in consideration for that every year. Coach, before we let you go, I've been kind of taking coaches in, in the way back machine. Um, a, a little bit. Um, talk to me uh, about picking off a Heisman Trophy winner, Jason White. <laughs> no, no, you're wrong. I picked off, uh, I did not pick off Jason White. Jason White? Uh, however, I think I picked off somebody even better, Vince Young. Oh, that'll do. And, and, oh, yeah, yeah, it was Vince Young, not Jason White. It was my senior year. Uh, I think it was Vince's first start. Uh, they came to Ames. Uh, we played them, and, uh, you know, I was uh, – and, and nobody knew who he was at, at that time uh, because it was his first start. And uh, and I know Jason White won the Heisman, and, 
uh, Vince did not. He should have over, I think it was Reggie Bush or Leinart that year. But, um, you know, it was it was Vince's first start. He barely threw any interceptions in college. Uh, I was just sitting, we were, I think we were in a cover two situation, and uh, I was on the backside of a three-by-one uh, formation, and, you know, I was just kind of spying that number three inside uh, inside trip over there, and uh, he kind of uh, stared him down, and I jumped right in front of it intercepted Vince Young so so absolutely that's definitely one of my claims to fame and uh, <laughs> I shouldn't say fame but uh, one of my uh, you know plays that uh, that I can always look back on and, and, and be proud of and say I was you know in, in a game with a player of, the, of that magnitude and, uh, and the crazy thing is I intercepted and Roy Williams uh, the, the wide receiver I think he's with the Played for the Lions and a bunch of other NFL teams. He just hawked me from behind, and um, you know, so I didn't get very far after the interception. But uh, certainly, certainly, that was a day to remember, and it was a lot of fun. Absolutely, yeah. I thought I'd thought I'd take you back in the wayback machine a little bit there, <laughs> uh, but yeah. we enjoy having you on, Coach, and um, we cannot wait to see what Grandview and the Heart have to offer this year. It's going to be a great year of football if we get it going. Well, hopefully, hopefully we get to do it. Uh, you know, because I think we got a special team, and uh, I really want to display this team, and, and our coaches do too, and and I know our kids do too. They're they're awfully hungry after how the season ended last year, and uh, we got a number of guys coming back that that, that kind of want to, um, you know, not necessarily uh, a revenge tour, but uh, we were just so close and. Uh, we we want to get back in that situation uh, where we're playing a meaningful game, or we're playing meaningful games in December, um, you know, and hopefully we can we can get back to that point. And, um, you know, it, it it was a lot of fun, and, uh, and hopefully that's the new norm with our program. And uh, I just want to let you guys know how awesome you guys are, and uh, I'm just glad there's somebody out there that. Damn good football. You know, I play Division One football. I'm out coaching. I've been out coaching on uh, NAIA football fields for, uh, oh gosh, I don't even know how many years now. And uh, there's a lot of talent. Uh, and high school kids uh, sometimes just don't quite understand how good you have to be. And um, and you guys know, you know, certainly portrayed that with what you guys talk about and what you guys do. And uh, I'm just glad there's somebody out there taking taking notice of that. Appreciate what you guys do, and appreciate you calling me, uh, especially during uh, a time where there's not a whole lot going on, and we're all, uh, you know, just kind of bunkered in our homes, and um, you know, just just at least give something um, for for fans out there to kind of listen to. And um, you know, I've listened to all your guys' stuff, and um, you guys just do a do a great job, and I appreciate you guys for what you do. Well, thanks, Coach. Have a good night. You bet. Take care, guys. Take care, Coach. Hey guys, Corey here. If you enjoy our show and the coverage of small college football we provide, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash NAIFball. In doing so, you help support small college football media coverage. For the next 20 or so $3 patrons, we will send you a limited edition holographic NAIFball sticker. These are gorgeous, and we only have a limited amount to send out. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash NAIFball and become a patron today.